This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Mark Magnuson. Joined today by Eric Ralph of Comstock for our opening market discussion. Eric, what's taking place in the grains? Still seeing a little bit more pressure today. We thought maybe we had a little turnaround Tuesday and, uh, or I guess turnaround synthetic Tuesday yesterday. And and then today we're seeing a little more weakness uh, across the board. Corn's down a little bit. That's mainly driven by wheat being lower. And then you got beans down again because of the rains in Brazil. So a little bit of a drag, kind of a heavy market to start the year here, especially when we when we uh, gap open on the soybeans to start the week and the year on Tuesday. And just, just having a hard time recovering from the idea that Brazil is not going to benefit immensely from the rainfall that they've seen and that they're forecasted to continue to see for the next week or so. You mentioned that with wheat kind of taking a downturn recently after what we saw really going into the Christmas break. What do you think is driving that, Eric? Well, I, I think you had a, a lot of uh, impression that the U.S. crop was going to be struggling a little bit. The drought monitor didn't look good uh, up until about a week and a half, two weeks ago. You, you look at the Plain States and even some of the Eastern Corn Belt where the SRW wheat has grown, and the the drought monitor didn't look promising. It thought, okay, everybody's focusing on it's dry, it's dry, it's dry. That that's driving prices higher. And then we kind of we kind of leveled off there as we saw some forecasts coming in that we were going to get more moisture. Started hearing reports of improved conditions in Argentina and in Canada, both. Uh, and and so we just kind of leveled off and traded sideways there for a few weeks, and then some snowfall came, some rainfall came, and now you're seeing a little bit of a dip back here, and hopefully it's nothing more than a, a retracement setback, and and we'll see a little back and fill action, and hopefully move a little higher, especially for the sake of these producers who are staring at a price that is nothing like what they thought they were going to get when they decided to plant the crop. We've seen that the ethanol numbers have been very good recently. We saw that again this mm-hmm. week. What do you make of that, and kind of where we're at with the ethanol? Ethanol space right now. Oh, I, th- I think ethanol is is the key to the corn market right now, and and I'm hoping that doesn't come back to bite us come spring. But uh, I guess my my nickel version would be crude oil has made a nice little rally from the lows. We're we're hearing stories not only uh, coming out of Russia and Ukraine that can impact energies, but we're also hearing it in the Red Sea and the Suez Canal, and there, there's just a lot of issues going on. Then you you bring in political unrest in Iran that creates a little more what if kind of trade and so there's just a lot of unknowns a lot of unrest uncertainty in the Mideast and those are the areas that really matter when you talk about global oil supply then you have OPEC come out and make a statement that you know they're going to do these voluntary 2.2 million barrel per day cuts whether or not they actually do it will remain to be seen because it is voluntary. It is not mandatory. And so there's a lot of question as to whether or not they'll actually follow through. But anyway, all of this has supported the energy complex as a whole. We should see products moving higher. We're seeing bullish uh, reports from the EIA when it comes to inventory numbers. Uh, At least last week we did. We'll see another one today uh, here in about two hours or so. And so uh, everything leans supportive to the energy complex. That is always a benefit to ethanol and really is a benefit to soybean oil as well. So uh, renewable fuel usage should increase ethanol margins as crude oil increases should also increase. And that's something we've needed for uh, about a month now. We've been struggling to keep our head above water as far as the ethanol margins are concerned. They they have been about break even to a, a little bit profitable 
but we'd like to see that number increase and, and increase their enthusiasm to crush U.S. corn for ethanol. Let's flip over to the other side of the ag marketplace. What's taking place in the protein complex? Well, yesterday the cattle were kind of impressive, honestly. We had a big blow-up day on Tuesday to start the week, and, you know, you had feeder cattle up 3 and $4, and you had fat cattle up a dollar to 2 throughout the day. And, and so, you know, when you have a big pop-off to start the week, and in this case start the year, uh, you'd kind of expect a setback. So yesterday we open up, we set back, and so no big surprise there. We're down a dollar and a half, two dollars in the feeders, dollar in the fats, and and you know you just thought, okay, we're we're correcting yesterday's trade. Well, then you have some cash trade chatter throughout the country starting up, and and we did have uh, that chatter did get confirmed, and so we had some 175 live, some 275 dress. So you're talking two to three dollars higher in the north. Didn't trade a hoof in Kansas or Texas, but it looks like cash trade should be in that $2.5 higher area this week. And so that weakness that we saw early in the session yesterday disappeared. We end up finishing, you know, mostly higher across both live and, and feeder cattle. Uh, not a big day up, but to see any kind of follow through after that big day on Tuesday was definitely a good sign. Hogs continue to struggle. You have, uh, you know, maybe you get a good cutout one day and you think, okay, maybe we're going to do something. And then the cash market dips. Uh, you have higher cash one day and then the futures drop. And so it's like for every positive, there's a negative and, and Newton's law just keeps impacting this market and we can't ever seem to get our foot footing and keeps any kind of upward momentum going. Now you've got 65 cent February hogs. And April through July, making contract lows just this week, uh, you know, th- this is this is definitely a struggle. If we could see some good export sales, which are delayed, uh, normally we would have seen those this morning. They'll be delayed until tomorrow because of the new year. If we could see some really good export numbers because of these depressed prices, then that may spur things a little bit. So we'll wait and see what that looks like tomorrow. And those export numbers have been the bright spot, Eric. What would it take to continue to see those numbers do well? I, I guess this is kind of threefold, but it, it starts with China and what does their herd size look like and what is their, uh, you know, they're always battling some kind of a health issue with their hog herd. They have massive herds. They have what I call hotels, you know, these multi-story grow facilities for hogs in China. And they've had outbreaks within these. And the whole point of that was to contain those and keep those diseases out. But they've still been struggling with that. So it'll start there. And what are their numbers looking like? And what does their domestic demand look like? Unfortunately, through their last decimation of their herd, they kind of repalletized the country and they've actually drawn a lot more demand on the beef side. And so they've been altering the numbers a little bit. And I don't know if that'll have a a lasting impact to where the global demand for pork just decreases because of the repalletization of the population in China. So that'll be the biggest thing. Otherwise, you know, they'll turn to us for quality. And, and our checks and balances system, keep our health right and, and keep our quality high. That'll be the biggest deal for the U.S. moving forward. Eric Ralph of Comstock, our guest here today. Eric, thanks so much for the time. What's the best way for our listeners to get in touch for more marketing information? Uh, you can find us on all the social media platforms. Check out the Comstock channel on YouTube. You can go to our website at Comstock.com or just give us a call at 712-227-1110. Thank you for the time as always. Have a great rest of your week, Eric. You do the same, Mark. That was Eric Rolf with Comstock. It is time now for a check of the numbers. March corn down a half cent at 464 and three quarters. March soybeans down eight and a half at 1268 and a half. March soybean meal down three dollars and thirty cents at 377.10. March soybean oil down 15 cents at 4845. 
Chicago wheat down six and three quarters at 593 and a half. Minneapolis wheat down four and a half at 704 even. Kansas City hard red wheat down eight and three quarters at 612 and three quarters. March oats down four and a quarter at 363 and a half. On the Merck, February live cattle down 80 cents at 171.05. January feeder cattle down 17 cents at 225.90. February lean hogs up 25 cents at 65.55. February pork cutout down 82 cents at 79 even. And class 3 milk up a cent at 15.32. This has been a check of the opening markets on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. <laughs>